And it's like now, I mean, there's so many resources, almost too many, but it's like trying to find people that resonate with you and almost speak your language and, you know, all of that and make you feel like you're not alone. You're not abnormal. You know, this happens and there's ways to, to work with that. Welcome to the Natural Products Marketer Podcast, where we make marketing easier for natural products retailers so you can reach more people and change more lives. I'm Amanda. And I'm Tina. And today we're talking about our stories and how we got into this industry and how we can help you as well. Okay, so Amanda, why are you in the natural products industry? Okay, so I have a story. Um, And it might go a little long, but... I think it's fun. Um, So I, looking back, because I was thinking through what we were going to talk about today, and I was like, I don't even know how I got into this industry, because if you would have asked me when I was a child, if I would have wanted anything to do with supplements, I would have said absolutely not. Um, I don't know about you, but I have vivid memory of those chalky Flintstone vitamins. And I hated them with every fiber of my being. And every morning, mom, here you go, honey. I'm like, ah, hated it. And so then at some point, she upgraded to a better quality vitamin. And it tasted worse, I guess, because there was actually nutrients in it. And so I was like, I want nothing to do with this. This is terrible. Um, And then fast forward a decade or more, um, and... I meet my husband and at the time he was a manager at a GNC. And so he's been taking supplements for 15 years. He's been working in the natural products industry for 15 years at this point. And so when we were dating and first married, I was like, why do you take all this stuff? Like you're young, you're healthy, you don't need this. And I was like, and it's cost us money that we don't have (laughs) because we're broke newlyweds. Um, And fast forward a couple of years after that, and we're pregnant with our first child. And he was like, okay, Amanda, you have to get your act together. Like no more. I don't need supplements. Um, like if nothing else, take it for our unborn child. It's like, okay, fine. I'll do it. So I go to the OB and have my first appointment and they give me all these supplements. So I go home. I was like, here you go, honey. I got my stuff. I'm going to start taking it. And he was like, why would they give you this crap? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the omega-3s have next to no omegas in them. The multivitamins are, they're using like artificial colors and like non-bioavailable nutrients. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, but okay, if you insist, we'll go and get the good stuff. But it kind of like sparked a like curiosity. I was like, why would they give me something that doesn't work or isn't as good as what it should be. Like, after all, you're growing a human. Wouldn't you want to care more about what's in your supplements? Um, And also at that time, we realized we didn't make enough money to bring a child into the world as well. So I was like, I need a part-time job to supplement my income. And he was like, well, we're actually looking to hire somebody part-time to kind of get this advertising program off the ground. We have this idea don't know if it's going to work, but do you want to like have a crack at it? I was like, okay, I, I think I could do that. So next thing I know, I'm working at our local health food store and trying to sell ads to manufacturers 
And I quickly realized I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, I don't know what these products are. I don't know. Like when I call post-defense mushrooms on the phone, I was like, I assume you sell mushrooms, but I don't know what that means. Like, so I'm like, I'm going to look really stupid if I don't figure this out. So I'm doing like crash courses on everything, herbs and supplements and all of these things. And I get hooked really quickly. Um, and then all of the while I'm also having to learn like different marketing tactics and all of this stuff. So it was just like this super intense thing, but within a matter of months, I was taking just as many supplements as my husband was. And he would just laugh about it because it's like, oh, how the tables have turned. And so that that's kind of how I got into it. And I've been in it for seven years now, and I have no plans of going anywhere. Okay. That is blowing my mind for a minute because you just said seven years and I feel like you have been in this for longer. Yeah. It <laughs> feels like so a lot much. longer. Yeah. You know, so much I come to you sometimes yeah, with yeah. my <laughs> questions about things. So that is funny that you're like, I'm just seven years in. Yeah. Um, that is hilarious. I was just thinking when you were talking about the mushrooms, I, my sister's mother-in-law, I took her to see a holistic doctor and he started about talking about mushrooms, taking mushroom supplements. And she was thinking that she was about to have like some LSD experience. Yeah. <laughs> so when people start talking about mushroom supplements, I always start laughing because of that story. Cause she was just like, and I, on top of that, I don't even like mushrooms. <laughs> so I always have to remind people like there are non-psychedelic mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> totally fine and healthy. You don't have to go on a, a big trip in yeah. order to experience benefits from mushrooms. Yeah. So what about you? What, what got you into this? Or, I mean, you're into marketing, you've been in marketing for a long time and, you know, being a web spurt and all of that. And we can talk more about that, but specifically natural products. How did you get into it? Yeah. Crazy. You were talking about your childhood and Flintstone, um, vitamins. And then as you were talking about artificial dyes and I was like, ah, I know Flintstones had all of that stupid stuff in it, but um, yeah, sure. We had the same kind of things, but we were pretty unhealthy from born and reared right here in the South. Um, and so we did not have a great diet growing up. So I was kind of a chunky kid and I always got made fun of. So I guess that's probably the beginning of me trying to figure out health was trying to figure out how to not be a chunky kid that gets made fun of. <laughs> all the time. So I do think some like health issues that I ended up having a little bit later in life were as a result of how we ate when we were younger. And I would love to see that not happen for, you know, the generation of children that we're rearing at this point. But um, what that turned into for me was in my 20s, I ended up being diagnosed with something called polycystic ovarian syndrome hmm. or PCOS, which I know a lot of people um, deal with. And at the time they had a few options for me. First, they were like, you're about to go through menopause. That's just going to happen. And I'm sitting there in my late twenties and I'm going, wait a second, 
my whole reproductive system is about to go awry and I'll be on hormone replacement therapy for the rest of my life. So um, my options were birth control will help stave this off, but still they were predicting early menopause for me. Um, even if I did start taking birth control regularly and I had adverse reactions to birth control all the hormones. I know a lot of people do, and I did not want to put myself back in that bucket of, um, and other people having to deal with my personality changes really. Cause it is real. It is real. It was horrible. So, um, I never ever wanted to do birth control again. Um, the second option was ovarian drilling. So like surgery where they go and drill these holes into your ovaries and somehow that helps things. I don't even know. Once they said I've drilling, never heard be like, no. Yeah. Once they said <laughs> drilling into my ovaries. I mean, honestly, I was sitting there in the doctor's office with this female gynecologist talking to me about what's going on with my body. And what had happened is I had no menstrual cycle for a year. And that's why I was like, okay, what's happening? Then we found this out. And so I was just floored by all of this news, never have kids, going through menopause early, be on hormones for the rest of your life and or surgery. Um, so I asked, like, is there any way I can combat this with um, diet? Because I didn't even think about supplements. I didn't know. I mean, that felt like witch doctor kind of stuff for me at the time. So I was um asking about diet and i had an aunt who had epilepsy and it turns out that she could have controlled a lot of that with her diet we knew that by the time that i was in my late 20s so i'm asking this question of my doctor and there um she was like no there's nothing so i was like well i gotta think about this i can't just like put myself through surgery and think that i'm never like my reproductive system is going away. So I did some research on my own and the way I did it was online. But in my early 20s, there wasn't even that many resources online for PCOS. So I went to the old library <laughs> to look some things up and found out that some people thought that it could be related to um, insulin resistance. So I changed my diet and within 45 days or 60 days, um, my cycle came back and all of the symptoms of PCOS went away. I went back, got rescanned, another ultrasound, nothing wrong with my ovaries at that point. They were still having some hormone issues. So um, that, but that resolved itself a little bit later. And I just wish that I would have had a resource like some of these natural products retailers who the reason I love them so much is when I go into um, one of the retailers, then I can ask questions. They have heard of what I'm dealing with before. It's not a surprise and it's not a medical community response like, nope, just take a prescription and you'll be fine. Um, it's typically natural substances like mushrooms or whatever might um, help. And I know there's a million things like inositol and other things that pe people with PCOS can use now, but mine resolved itself with diet. And um, as long as I limit sugar, processed sugars and other things like that, then I don't have any symptoms um, mm. ongoing. So I think I wish I had had that resource early on. I want people to be able to find those resources um, in their communities. And 
also, this is kind of selfish, but I'm in Chattanooga, so I can go to Nutrition World anytime. But if I'm not in Chattanooga and I need something, I can go to Vitamin World or Vitamin Shop um, and pick something up. But I'd much rather go somewhere where um, people care about research and what they're doing with that and can help lead me in the right direction. So I would right. love to help other natural products retailers expand their presence so that I can find them when I travel. <laughs> right. Well, that and also, you know, building up that that resource library of information, whether it's on their website or on social media or whatever, you know, YouTube, where it's like, you know, Googling PCOS symptoms, natural remedies. And it's like, that would have been really nice to have, you know, when you were going through that. And it's like now, I mean, there's so many resources, almost too many, but it's like trying to, you know, find people that resonate with you and almost speak your language and, you know, all of that and make you feel like you're not alone. You're not abnormal. You know, this happens and there's ways to, to work with that. Well, also people who have experienced it before. So just knowing, um, that I can go to a place now that they sell the products that are going to help me. But also there are people in that store who've had PCOS or dealt right. with it and they can talk you through, well, here's been my experience or we've worked with these other people. This has been their experience and just feeling like I'm not the weirdest person alive. Right. Would have been great because I was like, how can someone be in their twenties and maybe experiencing menopause? That makes zero sense to me. And when I talked to my friends about it, no one was having those same ki kinds of symptoms. Now you're right. More people talk about things like that, but I felt weird. I felt awkward. And then I felt just hugely discouraged because, um, reproductive problems at that age is just odd. So yeah. Just yeah. feeling well, like and then, you're not alone. Yeah. And then also like if you have, you know, find those local health food stores with those people that really care, you know, if they can't help you, it's like, hey, but we have a fantastic recommendation for, you know, a physician that specializes in, you know, holistic care and like maybe she's great at hormone balancing and like all of this stuff. And they just have so many resources at their disposal of people that they know and trust. And it just becomes this kind of just network of like-minded people that are all on the same mission to help, you know, help people feel better. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to demonize the medical community. There is a time and place for what they offer and they have really great people that work there. And at the same time, it just feels like um, communities need more options than just what the medical community has to offer that there are natural ways that we can combat these things without staying on prescription drugs for the rest of our lives. Um, and some, some things need prescription drugs, but there are so many things that are getting prescription drugs right now that I just don't believe need that because there mm -hmm. are other ways that you can work through that. And you're right. If you've got some experts that can either help you because they know what you're going through and they have some answers, or they can point you to someone in the community, like-minded philosophy, if you don't want to be on medicine for the rest of your life, that can help you work through, like, what are my options? Maybe, maybe we do medicine and, right. or, or maybe we don't need medicine at all, which is great. But um, yeah, having those options and having someone sort of tailor a plan to what you would like to do in your life, instead of just being like, nope, this is the only option that 
I feel like has made all the difference in my life. And I want that for other people because I watch friends just go to the store and get prescriptions for the rest of their lives. And um, I don't think it has to be that way. Yeah, agreed. So that's why we're doing this because um, we want more people to be able to live better and more healthy lives without having to work so hard for it. They shouldn't have to um, ask 50 people in the area, like, where's the place where I do this? They should be able to look up online and find you. And we want to help them do that. We want to help you be found and stand out in your area so that your community has access to the very skills and expertise that you can bring to the table. So Amanda, like we love this, but what makes you good at doing natural products things besides just your years of experience working in the environment? Yeah. So one thing, and we're going to do additional episodes on how the how to's of this, but I helped transform our local health food store and just get their marketing messaging more clear in correlation with my work with Tina. We work together and we've done a lot of projects since then, but um, just taking, taking something that was struggling to, you know, what, what is the thing that we do best and getting that message out and being able to navigate you know, when, when Facebook isn't doing the things that it used to, how do you, how do you pivot and do something different? And so, um, you know, in, in the years that I've been doing this, we've learned different ways to get creative and find ways to get your message out to the community and, you know, make sure that people know when they Google, like, Hey, I'm looking for a health food store near me, you know, that they can find you and that they know what you do and how to how to find you as well and access those resources that you have um, and and help you develop a lot of those tools as well. So that's the other thing that I'm sure we'll dive into this as well, you know, different things that you can create to help take your business to the next level with your marketing collateral and all of that to really get that message across. And and because at the end of the day, we want to help people. And so getting people helpful tools to improve their health, make their life better. That's at the end of the day, what we're trying to do. And it's just, you know, I was in the, in the trenches running the retail store. And then, you know, you have Tina in the back end doing her like SEO magic and all of this stuff and it works together. And so that's what, you know, my goal with this podcast is to help show you guys, you know, in-store things that you can do. And then also some of this maybe technical stuff that is really scary and make it not so scary. Yeah, that all of that. And one of the things that I've loved about working with you, Amanda, is um, budgets can be smaller at the beginning of the project. And then as you make a return on investment, you can reinvest so that you can just continue to grow. And you have been expert at finding ways to pay for marketing that you generate the revenue in order to do that, which is not a typical marketer's stance on that. So it's been refreshing to see that from you. You've found ways in store to generate money for the campaigns and the, the money that you want to spend on marketing. And I cannot wait to share that 
with other natural um, products retailers, because I think they'll really be able to benefit from that. That's one thing we hear a lot is um, there's not enough money in the budget to spend on marketing. And the interesting part of that is businesses die if they don't spend money in marketing. So the research we've seen is somewhere between six and 15% to continue to grow your business. You have to be investing that much of your revenue into marketing. Now, how you do that or where you spend that marketing, um, you can be really creative with it, but I, you have to spend money in marketing to grow. And especially if you're like mom and pop or local stores, this is very important for you guys because you're competing with behemoths like Amazon, like the big brands and the big boxes even are starting to get more and more into this space and take away market share. But the thing that they don't have that you do is a specialty, a specialized skill, expertise, and um, track record with these particular products. You know things they don't know. You can make recommendations they can't make. You can network and make connections for people that the big box people cannot do for your community. That is where you can stand out. So there has to be a way to cut through the noise, be who you are, and stand out to the people who really need you. And that's what we'd love to help you do. I can do that with some messaging information, website, SEO, um, ways to cut through the noise and stand out against the bigger players in the industry. And I think that's um, one of the things I'll be able to bring to the table. So just as an example, we just ranked number one in the nation for 26 and two yoga, which is a form of hot yoga for a tiny um yoga studio in norwalk connecticut so if anyone looks for that term they will find my yoga studio in norwalk connecticut just because of the work that we've been doing on that and that for them is 2900 searches a month that's now coming to their website so if anyone's in that area and they look up hot yoga they're going to find that studio and so we know how to do things like that technically to get you to show up on the page or online um, in spite of all of the big players that are in town that are competing against you but you have special sauce that they don't have and we are going to help you stand out in that noise thanks for listening to the natural products marketer podcast before you go we'd love for you to give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you might be listening and stay tuned for next week's episode